hello and welcome to episode two of the Soul Army Podcast. Last week was a great time. This week was honestly even better. So, hope you guys enjoy what you hear, and uh, we look forward to seeing you in the Discord. Action. Right. Oh, Jesus Christ, that scared me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, welcome back, everyone, to episode two of the Soul Army podcast, where we aim to cut through the noise of Web3 and beyond. Well, we got some pretty good response to the first episode, which always good to hear. We got some things we could do better, too, so we're working on that. So this week, we got a lot of the same faces, got a new face as well. So I'm going to kind of let the let the crowd introduce themselves for who we have this week and see what they're up to. So we'll start with Mr. Coy, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. How are you doing today? Oh, just simply peachy, my friend. Peachy, great. Uh, yeah, I'm good. Uh, it's been a pretty good week. Like I've been looking at the feedback from the first from the first episode and stuff, and things are. I'm really excited about this podcast. I think this is going to be great. Also, I jumped into Astrals by solving a super cool puzzle, and that was the highlight of my week. Yo, speaking of jumping into to whitelists off solving puzzles, and I'm surprised you didn't throw the stage to our new host on the podcast here, Mr. Paul. Do you want to give us the rundown on what you did this morning to jump into whitelist? Yeah, well, firstly, I'm Paul. I'm happy to be here. I missed out Hi, last Paul. week. Thank Hi, you. Paul. Thank you. But yeah, I mean, this morning, the highlight of my morning was I hopped into Baby Fox Republic on Nier and hopped in at the perfect time when they're playing some games, uh, answered five guess the picture questions correctly and <laughs> and earned myself a whitelist on a new up and coming Nier project. I can tell you right off the bat, there's people who have probably been in that Discord for a couple of weeks now grinding and competing and you just waltzed in on the first day picture 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 whitelist boom that's amazing like (laughs) what can i say i'm very good at looking at plants and saying plant big fan of picture books over here i absolutely love that that's the top tier literacy for me you just wander in don't even know what the discord is just hey guys is that a picture of a plant oh cool whitelist yeah, I mean, pretty yeah, much. They said, join the whitelist game. And I was like, okay, it's seven in the morning. <laughs> One way to wake up my brain so, for the day. For those who don't know Paul, uh, if you want to give us a little backstory on uh, what you're working on right now, that would be that'd be awesome. Sure, yeah. So my background is I've been into cryptocurrencies for quite a few years and been into NFTs about a pretty similar length of time to... Uh, General and Maddie. Uh, one of the big things that I'm working on right now is a mini, I guess, podcast, uh, three minute segments, uh, doing mini AMAs with a variety of different projects across the crypto space. So, targeting DeFi projects, NFT projects across all sorts of chains, and doing like a mini three minute AMA to tease out the key points of their projects and why people should go and look deeper into them. Love that. That is simply lovely. Where where can they find like what's your handle? Give people a place to go check this out at. Okay, sure, sure. My shameless self promotion on Twitter. It's at three, the number three, and then minute alpha. So three minute alpha. Ooh, that's beautiful. Thank you. I was actually quite blown away. You got that handle yeah. when you uh, when I saw it for the first time, and then I have seen some teasers of the first episode, and let me say. It's looking pretty good. Yeah. So we have high expectations. Thank you. Thank you. I've been working pretty hard with it today and I uh, 
got a pretty cool guest on one of the guys that I met through uh, general networking me to him uh, in the Soul Army. So just another excellent merit of the community that we have in the Soul Army. Hell yeah. It's always, it's cool to see the people you can find in some of these groups who are willing to chat with you. Yeah. So we've got the lowdown on Paul. Uh, Koi gave us a little what's going on, but do you want to fill us in with what else you've been up to, man? Uh, I mean, honestly, I, I haven't been up to too much that I can share at the moment. I can say that... Spicy. Yeah, spicy. I can say that the Astral's like jumping into there and then immediately seeing Shaq talking in chat was kind of a mind blower. Uh, that was, that was weird. We'll have to get him on the podcast. Yeah. So on one end we have three minute alpha and the other end we got NDA alpha. So we got NDA alpha. (laughs) tons of stuff going on right now. Very true. I say, well, we have another familiar face to the podcast, just hanging in silence, waiting, waiting for their turn. So, Aurora, how you doing? Yes, I've been lurking. No, my, my dog snores pretty loud, so I've been trying to stay on mute when I can. But I've been doing well. I'm happy to be here, excited for the, the second episode. Um, I will say this week has been pretty slow in regards to mints, but you know I do have something super exciting in the works. I'll give you guys a little preview. I wasn't going to reveal too much, but I, I did realize this will be um, up and folks will be able to listen to this post-MVP launch. So to give a little insight into what I'm, you know, vaguely referring to is I am looking to launch an NFT project this year. So my minimum viable product and concept will be available for public scrutiny, likely starting this weekend. And just to give you a little visibility into what I'm planning, I'm creating a marketplace that will be connecting talent in Web3 with you know, a focus on security and reliability. So just thinking about how the creator economy has been growing at a rapid pace you know, since the start of the pandemic and loads of people are you know, quitting their jobs and looking to freelance and work for themselves, especially in the tech industry, growing at an exponential rate and especially in the NFT space. So I'm looking for my platform to... Just let people connect, like people with skills, like freelancers that were either developers, artists, in marketing, or project advisors, helping them connect with the people who have those big brain ideas for projects. Because I've also kind of seen a gap in the market right now where it's kind of difficult to find people with certain skills to bring on and execute your vision for your project. So I'm looking to connect those people and solve for that gap. So I'm very excited for that. I did change my Twitter handle. It's StardustNFTX. So if you want to stay updated on that, feel free to follow me over there. But that is pretty much what I've been working on lately. Heck yeah. That sounds awesome. I was blessed with the opportunity to uh, get an early sneak peek into the brain of uh, of Aurora over the past uh, week here with this new idea. And let me tell you guys, if you are an artist, a developer, a project owner, whatever it may be, this is going to solve so many of your problems. And we are stoked to be behind uh, this and helping Aurora with this with this project come up. So yeah, you'll be hearing a lot more and maybe we'll have some whitelist invites for the solar. <laughs> Definitely, 100%. And I just want to thank you, General, off the bat because your insights and just like early business advice has been just invaluable. So a hundred percent. That's, 
I'm, I'm eager to do more of that as we roll out this roadmap 2.0 and start our accelerator program. That is, that is money right there. Well, I say, I don't think our, the next person on the, the panel needs much introduction. Uh, he's the reason 99% of you are here and we are riding on his coattails most days, but hell, we love doing it. So what's new with you, Mr. General, outside of everything that has happened and everything we don't know and not sleeping apparently because you just do more <laughs> shit than an average human being can process in a lifetime in like a week. I actually thought you were about to introduce yourself with that intro. <laughs> Oh, That's God. what I thought too. God, no. I was like, man, this guy's got a WWE intro like, coming up for is, himself. Yeah, this is sick. <laughs> Play my theme music. I'm ready to go. <laughs> no, we're looking for you, the fearless leader of the Soul Army. What is, what is new? Oh, man. This, this past two weeks has been absolutely absurd. I was supposed to be on vacation. <laughs> um, and then we got listed on secondary the second day into my vacation. And, you know, I was expecting. I was expecting good things. These passes, they were airdropped for free, 555 of them. I was expecting to see within the 10 soul range. I think we provide a, a good amount of value, but I wasn't aware that people had really clued into what we were actually doing beyond the alpha, beyond the information just yet. That, and now I think we're sitting at 100 soul floor which is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, we've passed some of the uh, some of the big blue chips in the space with uh, teams of 10, 20 people and million dollars in funding. So if this is our start, I'm quite bullish on what's to come. And I don't want to reveal too much. We'll have a, seg- a segment coming up about the Roadmap 2.0 and all the plans and the team involved and everything. But if you are picking up a pass right now, I know I'm supposed to say this is not financial advice, but... The- Redacted. You're in for a good ride. <laughs> well, now oh, I'm going to be indicted by is, something thanks to you. That That is balls deep, like <laughs> double in doubt, bet on yourself. Like I love that. All in. The strongest call I'll ever make, and I've posted about this on Twitter before, is in myself. So, uh, you know I, what? I can't, I can't rug. I can't run away. I can't leave. I've got this promise to the people, and we are going to deliver on it this year. I mean, yeah, I think I actually the way see. that... Go ahead. I think the way that uh, it all launched is really brings so much value to it as well. Like you had launched like free initially, which no other, none of these other blue chips have done. Like you established a big community <laughs> for free. And then people got a taste of like, oh man, like this is what like the blue chip life is like. And like we're in here and we're in this great community where everyone gets along so well. And then you transition it into something that um has an nft like these other communities and stuff like that and then when people have a taste of that already and are like wow like this is so amazing they value it infinitely higher and i think that's why you see almost nothing listed like i honestly don't know what the floor price would have to be to get some people in the army to even think about listing their pass it's kind of scary honestly I mean, I'm happy for everyone, for the wealth that we've been able to create. I think the coolest part to me is seeing these stories of people who were struggling before, who had absolutely nothing and have now been able to pay off their school, uh, pay for a mortgage, uh, pay for a family. Like it, it blows my mind that this is what's coming. And for the people who are buying in to see them recognize the value that we're going to be bringing is absolutely incredible. I mean, the passes have been live for 
less than a week, five days now, and we're already at close to a six, six and a half million dollar market cap. If that's what we can do in five days, I think it's pretty straightforward to to say it's going to be a good year. Oh, I, I feel that after you're talking about people who it's changing their lives, I'm thinking about double mortgaging my house or like selling a kidney to get a second one. <laughs> there, I say. You know, we've actually got a couple of people who have three now. Oh my god! Which is uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the distribution starts to spread out because there are benefits for those holders, but they'll find out this weekend. See, there's a reason why that you have two kidneys, right? Like sell one for so long, you pass, keep the other. You only need <laughs> That's one. what I'm saying. A double mortgage. There's a reason I let you take a second one. It's because you're going to need that money for something far better down the line. <laughs> is this financial advice or like, no, this is absolutely this not financial advice. NFA, DYOR, soul pass has no tangible value. One soul pass equals one soul pass. Perfect. That's, that's all I need. I guess. <laughs> yeah. No uh, kidding. For I guess got to do the shameless self-plug on myself now. Some of y'all know me. I was here last time. My name's Matt or Maddie. Really, either work. You'll find me on Twitter at the NF Talk, where I hope to soon be posting educational videos, not for the people who are probably listening to this, but for your mom or your sister who has no clue why you're posting a digital monkey and just trying to make it make sense for people who have no clue that there was more than one kind of web in the world and just kind of make it fun and get more people into the space. Of, and of course you would go after the moms. This week. Oh, dude, moms, <laughs> sisters, hey brothers, it's 2022. You don't know which way I go. It could be anywhere. Fair. fair. It's open season. I accept everyone. Web three has no barriers like that. We'll take everyone. <laughs> you know, open season reminded me of open sea. And with the rumors circulating, are there any blue chips you guys are looking to pick up? I think this is going to be a pretty unpopular opinion, but I honestly don't know how much of a difference this OpenSea stuff is going to make. Uh, Hot take, but I appreciate it. And the reason why I think that is because like, it's not like you're going to be, well, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's not like you're going to be able to buy like a Borioku dragon with Ethereum. So all these people are going to have to still change their ETH into soul, like all these ETH whales that people are banking on, uh, bringing liquidity into the Solana ecosystem are still going to have to switch their ETH into soul. And at that point, are they really going to want to, like, are they not going to take that next step and go to Magic Eden or one of these other secondary marketplaces we already have? I think That's that, why I just don't really know if that's going to make that big of a difference. I think that underestimates how lazy and how like, and this isn't to insult anybody, but like how uninformed people are, right? Like I, I guarantee you that there's way, well, I was gonna say there's there's probably whales on OpenSea that uh like they don't they've heard of Solana, but they don't really care, right? Because they're too busy buying apes. But like the moment it's in the shop right there, like you know, if you're if you're going to the store and you get a Mars bar every day, and then you get there and then all of a sudden there's this new bar. You, you know, you've never seen it before, like a Mars Plus, right? I mean, you're going to be like, okay, let's check this out. Oh, I have to do a little couple extra steps to get there? Sure, that's fine. Uh, I, yeah, it's definitely quite a bit of exposure. Right. I think exposure is going to be the driving force. I, th I think there will be a few, and it only takes a couple of whales to really just blow it up because ETH whales are really big. That's tr Well, that's the thing too. It's like as soon as you get these people who 
aren't seeing what's happening in the solar ecosystem on a daily basis, putting these projects in front of them, seeing seeing the amount of volume that goes through it, it, it doesn't even. And to Koi's point, I agree exactly. Like it's the Mars bar example. Like if they aren't seeing a Boryuku dragon every time they go to look at mutant ape club, cool. Like they're not gonna, they might not go look for it. But if every time they go on OpenSea, all of a sudden they're seeing this pixel art dragon it just sold for thirty thousand dollars, they might be like, "Huh, what what's going on over there?" And take a couple extra steps into that space. You know, for them, it's a lot more attractive as well because the blue chips on Soul are about one tenth the price of the blue chips on ETH. Mm-hmm. So they're going to see this as like, oh, hey, I can spend 10% of the price and enter this community as an elite status or join one of these elite DAOs. So it'll be really interesting to uh, to see whether the price is already kind of baked into these blue chips or whether we see some some will ridiculously take off, you know? Yeah, I mean, for me, what would be really interesting, because there isn't really a clear uh, NFT marketplace that has multiple chains on it that, like, and when I say that, I mean, like, Ethan Soul. There's nothing like that yet. So it'd be really cool to see if there would be some sort of uh, bridge that they would be able to build on top and, like, make that more seamless than having to go take your ETH, go to another site, bridge it to Seoul, and then bring it back. If you could do that all within OpenSea, I think that would make a big difference. I feel like they have to be thinking about that, right? Like, that's got to be yeah. on their mind. The The other thing, I think, and this is, I guess this is my, like, hot take, I guess. Uh, I think that we're going to see, if 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 it gets to OpenSea and it gets the exposure that, the, you know, we think it's going to get, then I... I think the new trend, because like right now the trend is like rappers and really wealthy whales buying like a single ape for an obscene amount of money. But like General was just saying, you can get into a top blue chip on Solana for a fraction of that price. And if that's the case, I think the new like flex among those types of people will be sweeping. Um, that's that's my hot take i think that we're gonna see sweeps on blue chips happen and it's gonna be really wild for people that have been sitting in the solana space for as long as we have that is very fair i think just to get back to maybe general's original question i think maybe i'll drop one project we think with the exposure to the youth community we could see maybe seeing a little bit more of a takeoff again obviously nfa dyo are the whole nine just kind of subjective takes on projects you think it might see a little bit of an increase with that ETH money entering the space when and if that time comes. Like for me, like I think the metaverse stuff, it's kind of a pick your poison, but I think those ETH whales are going to go into one and just whatever one they see having the most upside, just I could see getting pumped. Like even with portals right now, we see like the ivory tiers, I get about 80 soul right now. Like, I think that's nothing if that's what the ETH whales choose they want to adopt as a, a metaverse medium in the Solana space. Like I could just see one of those absolutely gaslighting if they found one they kind of communally took a liking to. Or you can just swap your portals, add 10 soul, and get a soul army pass. Not financial advice, <laughs> just a suggestion. I think what will be interesting, like the main thing I'm looking at when it comes to the whole OpenSea Magic Eden thing is how is this going to impact like website 
performance. Like if we're bridging the gap between mm-hmm. OpenSea and Magic Eden, that's going to bring a whole new population of people onto both platforms that have maybe heard of each other before, like heard of the platforms before, but never really took the time and effort to go and explore that. But do they have the servers and the infrastructure capacity in place to maintain a seamless consumer experience? Or are we going to see even more lags, even more latency failures that obviously will be resolved down the line, but are they kind of ready for that surge? I doubt it. If I'm going to give my hot take on it, I don't, I don't think they're going to be ready considering like I still see OpenSea go down pretty regularly. I still see Magic Eden struggle. Actually, I haven't seen Magic Eden struggle as much lately, but they've also kind of, I think they've really done a good job with the way they've like separated launch pads now. But yeah, no, I think it's going to be uh, a bit of a mess. Yeah, it's almost like, is it a little premature? Like, should we get the server and infrastructure capacities issues sorted before we start combining populations? But who knows? I guess we'll see how it pans out. Alrighty, any any last thoughts or projects we think might take off before we we move move on along i mean i'm a little biased because i'm invested in these but i honestly think the famous fox federation same as as koi i think probably would back me up on this one is one of the most undervalued uh future blue chips that we would see on soul i think the utility of these guys is absolutely insane compared to the price and uh i think they're just bound to pop off with a little bit of a catalyst yeah i think that I think that with the famous fox, like once again, I'm biased as well because I'm I, I have one, but like I think that there's there's this really weird like case study you could almost do with it where the price for them they they don't even come close to blue chips, but the utility I I mean it's way higher than a lot of blue chips. Like it's it's insane the utility you get, and some of it's frivolous stuff, but frivolous utility is utility anyway, and like a lot of people like that, right? So does that kind of begs the question is is value derived more from hype and profile pick than utility at the moment still like i think that i don't think the big shift to utility has happened yet i think that it's still very much like hey look at my uh you know my ape or my you know whatever my my monkey business and all that kind of stuff honestly there's a ton of pros to those with utility and to the ones that are purely art and profile pictures, the ones that bring it together, I think are the ones who are seeing the most success. Uh, a great resource for those who don't know is Soul Radar. Mm. They have a website that you can uh, check the listed volume, check the daily volume uh, per collection. It's really cool to, uh, to keep an eye on this, uh, especially when you're making some entries on secondary. But if we go over to the large collections tab, and sort by floor price, you can see a pretty consistent list of blue chips, Boryuko Dragons, Mindfolk, Tyre Robotics, The Soul Army, Super Shadowy Coders, Portals, uh, all the way down to Degen Apes, Stoned Apes, Chill Chat, Thugbirds. I think we're going to see a ton of these. Given the exposure that OpenSea could bring, see some positive movement. I don't think a lot of people are in the position to stack up on these blue chips. So if you are able to kind of grab one that you're very bullish on and it has a solid community, I think that's what's going to see a ton of draw from 
from having these put in front of these ETH players. Agreed. Yeah. yeah I think that's a very, very solid, solid way to kind of wrap up the side of the discussion. Uh, completely forgot to mention, but a little later on, we are going to be having uh, a guest from the Monkey Labs project. And we're going to have the lab technician who is their chief of marketing come on and talk a little bit about marketing their project, everything they've done, and also kind of what's happened in the Solana space as of late, which I think we should probably address a little bit in this last week and what's happened with Magic Eden and the Balloonsville drop and what kind of went down went down in Chinatown there. So anybody kind of have any passionate thoughts on what the last week held with that? Let me just say, and I think this is going to be a little controversial, the Twitter spaces that was hosted the day of, or sorry, the day after the the whole rug and what went on was probably one of the silliest spaces I've ever listened to in the history of my Twitter spaces. We probably had 20 to 30 different influencers, names, whatever it may be, accounts, companies join this space. And while there was plenty of great info, the structure of these Twitter spaces is not solid. We had the same points brought up over and over again. We had people talking just for the sake of hearing their own voice. I'm not going to say any names, but having this podcast that we have, in my opinion, blows away these Twitter spaces. And I'm eager to to see more people kind of make the shift to these structured forms of content and media because I'm so done with spaces. But that's just my opinion. I mean, no, I, as someone that joined in on that Twitter space as well, I, I can kind of echo that thought. And like, I don't have any, I guess, profound thoughts about the actual Balloonsville stuff itself. But listening to that Twitter space and having people suggest that there should be like recourse through authorities and like through uh, like government authorities and stuff and a centralized authority to... Uh, kind of amend what happened there I really didn't like because I think that goes against a lot of the stuff that we really look to have in the cryptocurrency space Uh, yeah I agree with that wholeheartedly and I think that's something that uh, having lab technician come on from a platform in monkey labs that is looking to maybe create a little more security and not become decentralized, but a little more selective, we'll say, to how they're handling their platform relative to Launchpad, which up until this point was truly a decentralized platform and who got to launch and be there. And it's just, I think it's led to a very interesting discussion to who's at fault and where did it all go wrong? And I, I think, as you mentioned, it's been such a large divide and people wanting if they're going through an entity like Magic Eden, they feel like they're owed some security, but yet no other area of the Solana space would you mint something and have such a claim. So kind of where does that line fall? Is Are they owed security through going through a trusted entity? Or is it just accepting the fact that being in a decentralized space like that, that's a risk you should be adhering to regardless of who you're minting through and what that process is. And that's just part of the game at that yeah, point. Yeah, you, you guys bring up such a good point. This concept has been boggling around in my mind ever since the Balloonsville scandal happened. Because I saw this tweet right afterwards that said, everybody wants decentralization until they lose their money. And that kind of got me 
thinking a little bit and I don't necessarily, I'm not saying I agree with it or disagree with it, but it did get me thinking like the main benefits of decentralization, obviously there's so much around it, but it's you know giving the power back to the people, shifting away from government, large companies, making it easier for people to create things and like own what they're creating, you know, really benefit off of that versus having to work through intermediaries. And I guess there's some like theoretical, like there should be more security there in a decentralized space, although that could be argued. But when I speak with people who aren't in this space or who have never really done any research, that question comes up a lot of why would you kind of subject yourself to a space that's non-regulated, a space where there aren't any laws enforced, where there are like high risks of being victim or falling victim to scams like this. But then on the flip side, you're looking at all of the benefits, right? Like being an early adopter in this space is going to be more beneficial in the long term because just NFTs as a concept and digital proof of ownership is going to evolve way further than it is right now. So it's just something I've been toying with of like, how do you kind of alleviate some of those concerns that new joiners are having when they see things like this happen? I mean, I could go on all day about uh, pretty much that exact concept right there. But I think the tweet that you referenced, I definitely saw something similar and it's, it's very true. So understanding that we are in this space, I really think that even with these uh, platforms and stuff, it does fall upon the individual to do research. Like, even though there are these platforms and stuff like that, you really never know what could happen. There's been centralized exchanges in the past that has disappeared off the face of the earth. And I mean, that is the risk that you get, but there's also a ton of benefits from doing this, like going back to like stepping out of the NFT space and going into like decentralized finance. If you're staking a stable coin for 20% APY, you will never get that outside of this cryptocurrency space. So it's a blessing and a curse in that sense. Yeah, no, I think that's very, very well said. And like, for those who don't know, like I'm sure most listening know, what happened is Magic Eden has their launchpad platform for NFTs to be minted. And they had a project called Balloonsville uh, Mint on there. And they, uh, the next day, rugged the entire project, took all the profits and ran. So it's just become a controversial topic to kind of, it was the probably the most notorious rug we've seen on the platform so far. And I think it really kind of got people thinking about the whole practice and how we have the system set up of minting projects to begin with. And it's just become a very hot topic the last last week or so since this happened. But yeah, like I, any kind of further thoughts on that? Like I was very... Like, that's why I love having you all here. It's just a bunch of different perspectives, different places, but all valid points nonetheless. Alrighty, so we are very lucky to have a guest join the podcast for the first time. So for this episode, we have Mr. Lab Technician from Monkey Labs. How's it going today? Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. Good, good. Of so, course, of course. yeah, yeah. So, why don't Our you just start? Uh, guest, it's kind of exciting. True, huge, big, big things. It's an big honor. Things. So, like, yeah, I guess, like, get, I want to give you the ball now. Just kind of like tell, let the people know a bit about yourself. Let them know about Monkey Labs. I'm sure not everyone here has had the time to learn about you and this wonderful project in my eyes. So, please, sure. like, yeah. let us know. All right. So, Monkey Labs is a revenue shared launchpad. Um, and what that means is that, you know, like a typical launchpad that helps 
you know, bring developers to creatives and put a project out there. Um, all our revenue is shared with our holders of our uh, of our NFT. So we started by launching three thousand of our lab monkeys, and uh, each one of those is, is is you know a share in half of our revenue. Um, and just in the last week, we know we have just seen incredible feedback. Like so many projects are coming to us; they need developers. It really opened my eyes to to how how many creatives there are out there that just need a developer to help code and put their artwork on the blockchain. Uh, that's awesome. Like I say, like in my time, since we knew we were getting you on, I was familiar with your project, but I really kind of took time to do a deep dive and just kind of like for the listeners out there, I'm not a holder in monkey labs currently, even though like that might change currently, no stance <laughs> on the matter. But I think just seeing what you're doing and creating a, option within a decentralized platform for people to maybe get a sense of security with knowing who they're interacting with on a launchpad standpoint and know it's not just anyone who submitted paperwork is a very cool feature for the average person in the space who's maybe experienced a rug or been just not knowing where the best place to start is it just gives a option where you can kind of look at it and be like these projects are here for a reason so i'm personally a huge fan of it right thank you well that's another thing we're trying to do um we have a huge focus on you know vetting projects and making sure that anything that goes on our launch pad is you know super safe for uh the consumer it's a it's a tough topic though because you know there's a lot of opinions and uh another thing with just like the nature of nfts it's not a really safe you know asset just in general, if you're investing in NFTs, it's, it's not considered a safe investment ever. So it's tough to uh, identify, you know, who the, the bad players are out there. And we think that the best way to tackle that is just by giving, you know, potential investors as much information as we can. And that kind of like speaks to what kind of partnerships we've made. Do you think you could touch on the, the partnership so far? For sure. I, uh, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to know more, and I bet the people listening would too. Sure. So our first partnership was with Radrugs, and they have, uh, you know, a four. Because to break down what makes a project, you know, a, a safer investment, where because you know there's all these rugs that happen, right? To break down what makes a safe investment in NFTs, I think it doesn't just, you know, shouldn't just be attributed to is this are the developers, you know, doxed and are they, you know. Are they, do we know who they are? Or it, it's more about really diving deep into what kind of community they have and, you know, how, how, how they respond from how they spawn, respond on social media to how they talk to their community and how they, uh, you know, what they have planned for the future and even, you know, the partnerships and, and what Radrugs does is that it, they have a, a really, really strong team that just does this for like, like for every project and they've got multiple people, you know, jumping into discords, chatting with devs, they do some doxing, they, you know, look into the utility, everything. And, uh, what that, that partnership was really strong for us because like we can, we can offer, you know, one, one thing is that we can offer other projects to get a free, you know, rad rug, uh, appraisal. Another thing is that, you know, now they don't really have a reason if they're on our launchpad to not get rad rugged and get a score. So 
it, it, it kind of like that's one filter for these bad players who, who might want to launch a project. That was actually going to be my first question to you yeah. was like, from the sound of it, like you and Rad Rugs would be a really good partnership. And then that's the first partnership you mentioned. So that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, we were pretty happy yeah. about it. It's funny you bring that up because we actually have the uh, the CM for Rad Rugs within the Soul Army, Permable, and I've gotten to know him over the last uh, the last few weeks here. But what they're doing over at Rad Rugs, combined with the tech that Monkey Labs is offering, mm-hmm. it's like a no brainer that these two come together. Um, so to see you guys actually collaborating, I'm a big fan of collaboration over competition. Like do right. what you're good at and then pair up. Uh, so to see that come together was like a that's pretty wicked sign. Awesome, yeah. And that's another thing about Web three in general that's just great because like when you're starting a company you know you're in web3 and you have your discord and everything it's you have a much stronger relationship with the with with people who are involved whether they're shareholders of an nft or just you know people who are just engaged in a dao or anything you know we, you can you can kind of hear out the opinions of uh of of your community and kind of alter your path as much as you want and that's kind of what happened with Rad Rugs. Like we didn't really even know what they were doing until a few people came forward and showed us their project. And we were like, okay, yeah, that actually does make sense. Like maybe we should pursue this. And I think the same thing was happening on their side too. So it, it really influenced us to kind of see if we can work something out and I'm really grateful we did. Yeah. Major win-win. Mm-hmm. No, that sounds, sounds phenomenal. I say just, big things coming in the marketplace space, especially for launch pads. All right. But speaking of launch pad, uh, part of the reason we have you on here is based on what happened with the magic Eden launch pad last week. And it, we're not here to like slander magic Eden or anything, right. but as another launch pad, I, we're, I think all of us are just genuinely kind of curious to what your thoughts are with what happened with the Bloomsville situation and kind of, if there's anything from that your guys's team saw and looked at and said, damn, like maybe a learning experience through observation for you guys and like your mm-hmm. overall thoughts on what happened since you did really captivate the, Sol- the Solana space for this entire week feels like. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been pretty wild. Your full transparency, you know, Magic Eden and uh, Monkey Labs have been working pretty closely with each other just to kind of unload all the the projects that we're going to be launching on Magic Eden just because they're taking a, you know, a, a well-deserved break there. But uh, honestly, like, you know, I, the first thing I thought, like, personally, like, this is not Monkey Lab speaking, it's just me. Like, I, I can't believe that, you know, someone could rug $5,000 soul worth of, uh, you know, worth, like, rug 5,000 soul and get away with it and, and put... And then blame Magic Eden, so everyone's mad at them. I, I don't know how people are letting uh, Bloomsville slide here. Like clearly, there's a that's where a lot of the the fudge should be headed towards. But at the same time, yeah, I I, I there's I heard people uh, thought that they you know didn't dox them properly and and stuff like that. Like, what do you guys think? Honestly, mm-hmm. just to jump in here, I think, and I'd love to hear other thoughts on this. The concept of doxing people is not true with the beliefs of this this uh, decentralized world we're pushing for. Like there is the like everyone wants to be able to be who you want to be behind your behind your profile picture 
and just bringing the real world element back into that well it is like can be a way to deter scams and whatnot the second five thousand soul hits your pocket you're a different person it's like it doesn't matter how fully mm-hmm. doxed you are how much info you have money changes people and once it's in your pocket you could be the best person in the world a lot of people will struggle see that and decide peace yeah I'm out. yeah i agree with that as well like um there are a lot of projects as well that have like a a, a docs and the people do still end up just absolutely disappearing and the project ends up uh, uh, rugging. So I don't even know necessarily how effective that is in a lot of cases, but I totally agree with you. Like I feel like uh, Magic Eden in particular is footing a lot of the blame um, while these people who are rugging and are actually continue to rugging almost as we speak on this podcast are still out doing that. And everyone is like, oh, it is what it is when it comes to that. But as soon as they're on Magic Eden, it's a whole different story. You know, on top of that, like doxing, I, I agree that doxing and a decentralized system are kind of like, incompatible in a way. I wouldn't say they're incompatible because you can do whatever you want. That's the whole point of the, well, to an extent, that's the whole point of the decentralized system. But like these guys hired actors to do doxing. So, did well, they, that's though? what they claim. Because I heard that, but. But like, yeah. that's not a far-fetched, even if they didn't, like, that's not a. I mean, it's a bad idea in the sense of it being bad, right? But, like, it's very doable, I think. Um, and then, you know, there's so many other ways. It depends on how how far you, you take researching somebody's docs, right? Because you can straight up create an identity off mm-hmm. of, like, an AI-generated picture of a person. Uh, there, there's just so many ways that docs cannot be enough. And that's why I like kind of like what you and Radrugs are doing with, like, it's a... It's a uh, what do they call it with the car? It's, I don't remember how many point inspection, but it's like a multi-point inspection, right? It's not just the docks. It's, yeah. You're looking under the hood of this thing and you're really checking it out. And uh, that's that's really refreshing. I, I have a question for you. Um, you said a minute ago, uh, and I don't know if you can, if this is something you can talk about or not, or maybe I misheard, but um, you said that Magic Eden is offloading some launches to you to you guys so, like while they're taking a break. Is that Did I hear that right? Maybe offloading wasn't the right word. They're, it's more that they're suggesting they come with Monkey Labs where we're having like an open partnership where we're just in constant communication because, you know, they do want to take a break and, and they were taking on too many projects and, you know, maybe they were a little uh, overwhelmed. Sure, there. sure. Yeah, no, I, I didn't mean it in a bad so, way. I, I just, how, that's, that's huge for you right. guys. That's massive. Oh, it's huge. Yeah, it's massive. It's, we, we're, we're getting... We're getting sent so many clients from Magic Eat in a day. It's, it's it's hard to keep <laughs> up with, but our uh, our system's getting more and more automated. So it's a you know, that's awesome, that man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, subjectively, I I love it. Like, I I completely agree with what General and Paul and kind of the sentiments that's been echoed about how practical and effective doxing is within such a decentralized space. But I think for me, so many people get so icked out by the, the concept of doxing. And I think what I like about the option with monkey labs is it's not the only way you can mint or launch a project in the Solana space. It's just an alternative to kind of the traditional CM full anonymity, like nobody knowing, Mm -hmm who's behind the curtain at that point and like through that i think 
again, as General said, doxing or not doxing money changes people very quickly. But I think even if you have the start of the like paper trail to figure out who did it and like mm-hmm. be able to take action having that knowledge in my eyes where it's not a preventative measure from it happening, it at least gives a tangible point to start rather than say in the Bloomsville situation where it just it was a dead end from the start and they're grasping at straws and trying to figure out like who, what, where, when, and why was behind it all. Mm-hmm. Well, right now we're actually like doxing a bit from monkey lab side um, and giving them a, you know, stamp like verified is what we're calling it. Cause it's not really a dox. They come and they talk and get on a face interview and show their ID. And um, just, you know, I ask them basic questions about their project, but I don't know how, crazy we are on the monkey lab side about this idea because i also do believe that web3 shouldn't require being Mm -hmm. doxxed i've done so much here in this space without being doxxed i don't think it's necessarily fair and i don't think it's something that we should push but at the same time the community loves it and projects love it too because it makes them you know look a little bit more official um and, uh, you know, I have some concerns there and it's kind of hard to take something away from your community when they're when they're so passionate about it. I don't know what we're going to do there. I, it's, I mean, it's, it's very new. It, it was clear that it's an experimental feature and we're going to try it out and see what people think. But again, I agree with you guys for the most part. Yeah, you're you're basically paving the way. <laughs> yeah. And by doing so, like there will be mistakes. Um but it's it's groundbreaking each time right so it's cool to see it's cool to see you taking the shot do you think you could walk us through what it's like to be a project participating in launchpad for example i just did the airdrop uh with the fellowship and i know that's nothing compared to actually having the whole minting process but if a team were to approach you how does how does that look from start to mint sure what's the fellowship uh by the way uh, Fellowship's a team who's doing uh, a no-code uh, NFT launch platform for smaller collections, I believe. And mm-hmm. eventually you can redeem their NFTs for access to this no-code launch pad of sorts. Well, what's the difference between a, a no-code launch pad and a, and a code launch pad? Um, anyone without technical knowledge uh, could go and load their pictures up and get them on the blockchain and then distribute them without having to deal with like a team to assist them through the process. Mm -hmm. So they're still kind of working on this whole creator machine concept. Um, But it does look pretty cool. Very cool. I guess Monkey Labs is a no code launchpad because that's exactly how it works. But I guess I'll get into it when when I run run you through the process. Okay, so you're a creator, you have all your art, and you have your, you know, socials set up. And now you are thinking about when you're going to mint and you go to monkeylabs.io. And right on the front page, you'll see you'll see something that says "Get Started for Free." I'm logged in right now, so I'm doing it my own mind here. Uh, you make an account, you sign in, and then you would, you know, it says right at the top, it would say "Request a new mint." You would show a form, you'd fill out your form, you'd put your project name, the description, the royalty percentage that you, you know, your second the secondary royalty you'd want to take, um, supply, all that. The day you want to mint, price, um, and you can even go as far as setting up, you know, 
where the primary sales go. And, and if, it, if you have a whole team and you want it to get split directly in the, in the contract, like say it's you and me starting a project general and um, we're going 50, 50 on this. We work together. It's, you know, we, we have equal equity. Well, I would put, you know, 50% share for, for your, for your at, uh, phantom wallet address or any wallet and 50% for mine. And the second you submit, you get to look at all your, you know, generated assets and whether or not they're already generated or we have a generator in-house that'll do it for you. Just upload your, you know, layers that you would do in Photoshop or any other one of those platforms and uh, click OK, submitted. Next, it's submitted. It goes to our Discord and our holders get to see every application that's sent in live. And right away, it gets posted into like a holders only channel and it's given two reactions, the check mark and the X. And if uh, you hit 200 check marks before you hit 200 X's, you're good to go. And then we'll reach out, we'll contact you and we'll ask if anyone has any questions. But it's become pretty automated at this point where, you know, if at a larger scale, we could be taking in projects that we never even speak to. I mean, I think there's always going to be some sort of... Um, you know, at scale, we'd want to hire people who, you know, have conversations with uh, clients, of course, like we want to have good communications there, but, you know, it, it's going to be super automated. So the projects that move forward are um, determined by the holders exclusively then, by the sounds of it, right? Yeah, right now, that's what, that's what we're doing. That's very cool. Um, it's another filter. Yeah, so, I think that. So that's like, right now, we probably have three filters set up where... One, it's the community deciding, okay, this is not happening. We're, this is not getting launched on Monkey Labs. Keep in mind, you know, if they, it has to be really shady if they say no because they stand to make money on any mint from the revenue sharing. Um, so that's filter number one. Then, you know, rad rug score, filter number two. And right now we have that, like I said before, that doxing badge uh, as our third filter. And uh, I don't know what's what, if that'll remain. I don't know what our plan with that. We're still trying it out, seeing you know how it works out. But we're just trying to give as much information as we can, as much get as much help, bef so we can avoid something like rad rugs coming on the platform and, and rugging everybody. But again, it's NFTs, and if someone wants a rug that badly, they'll find a way. It's the Wild West. It's the Wild West, exactly. So it's just the nature of 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 what we're doing here. For the record, I think oh. you were saying you said Rad Rugs comes on a rug everywhere. I think you meant uh, Bloonsville. Uh, Bloonsville. <laughs> I just wanna, yeah. So when Rad, Rad, Rad Drug listen to this, I don't want them to be like, "What the heck?" <laughs> 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 nice um, I, have, no, I think Aurora. Yeah, I have a quick question. I think just everything you were just describing there sounds like your user experience is pretty intuitive and like pretty seamless mm -hmm. the way you kind of have that whole process set up even for people who might be launching a project for the first time so I guess I'm curious like what the biggest focus areas um, are for for your team when you think about you know what other marketplaces could improve on whether that be the front end UI or like the back end technical build and how you guys sort of address that while you were building out the monkey labs platform you talked a little bit about autom automation and like security but is there anything else that you think differentiates you all from like a consumer experience perspective for sure yeah we want to be the number one thought when thinking okay i need someone to help me get my nft on the blockchain on solana like we i need a launchpad right we want to be number one uh there so 
definitely user experience is, is like our number one focus. Um, and it's kind of just worked out where because we have shareholders who are invested in the success of Monkey Labs, it helps so much with finding projects and, you know, getting intel on, on certain things. Um, it, it's really like we're not just five people working on this launch pad. It really feels like we're, you know, 2000. Um, and I guess, you know, when it comes to where we're focusing a, a lot is also just there's a lot more that you need when starting a project uh, than just developers, right? I mean, if we can help with marketing, we're going to try our best to come up with ways to, you know, do that too. Um, if we can help with community build, uh, community building and community management, we're going to do that too. It's like, I don't want to reveal anything right now, but there, okay. Something tomorrow is, is pretty cool <laughs> that we're excited about. Cause you know, uh, <laughs> I can't say it right now, but it's good. It's pretty cool. Like we want to help, um, you know, people who launch with us after they launch too. And there's some really cool marketing partnerships that we're kind of planning out right now to, to, to really help give projects, you know, incentives to launch with us. And also like a big push, uh, you, know, you know, on social. That's pretty interesting. I was going to say the one, my one concern for, investing in monkey labs was that the returns may start to vary over time but mm -hmm. it's good to know that you guys have thought about that and you have things in place to to keep the value prop going oh for sure our dream also is to be cross-chain i mean we want to be like the shopify of setting up an e-commerce store like that is our real dream um we we I want someone to be like, okay, I have like the same way, you know, you, uh, you make candles, right? And you go, okay, I want to sell these online. I don't know how to make a custom website. I don't know how to set up visa implementation so that someone can pay me online. Uh, I know how to like post on Instagram, but I don't know how to collect all this, you know, have this being sold virtually. They go to Shopify or they go to one of the other providers and they set it up and that's it. They, they make really good candles and they, they can push it on social media. We want to be the same for NFTs and just Web3. I don't know how NFTs are going to progress, but I think they're going to be a need, there's going to be a need for blockchain development for anything you want to sell in, uh, in Web3. So that's like really where we're going. Yeah, I 100% agree with you with like that Shopify analogy and basically everything that you said there. We are really in such a new space where you are choosing your investments in things that can totally alter the scape of the future. And as there's more and more blockchain development, and personally, I believe NFTs are going to be a really big part of what our global future holds, um, something like Monkey Labs is going to be absolutely necessary. Mm -hmm. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, it's cool to see that there's plans beyond uh, just a launch pad. Mm -hmm. You know, the, uh, the ambition is high. And oh, for sure. I'm a big fan of that. That's really cool. Big props to you and the team. Actually, how big is the team? Um, okay, so there's myself and then four other developers. So Nice. Yeah, we're five. And we've made a few hires for um, you know, community management and stuff. Not just mods, but people who actually, you know, talk to clients and you know, bring them on and stuff. Uh so I, I would say then we're maybe eight or nine. It's really solid. Mm-hmm. Good, good start to for building the business out. Yeah, I'm eager to see what the uh, what the team starts to deliver. 
<laughs> It'll be good, I promise. <laughs> That's always good to hear. I love it when teams are getting excited about the news Yeah, you can just tell like I can yeah, just tell excited. that you're you're so hyped yeah, but you yeah. want to say something but you can't and I love that. I uh, yeah, I can't. I that's exactly it. <laughs> I'm super hyped. Uh, what I can say is that it's something that's, you know, been done before, but because we're a, the a launch pad and we can kind of help offer it, it's it's also super cool. Anyway, it'll be <laughs> that just got me out. even more excited. <laughs> Bullish. Yeah, Bullish. are we gonna front run the floor right now? Is that what is that what happened? <laughs> are we live? Is this, is this a live podcast? Uh, exposed. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What just happened? Your floor price just went up by ten. <laughs> Why does the general have twenty of these things now? <laughs> are any of you guys holders? Okay. I... I wish I was right about now. <laughs> I I had whitelist. Actually, Paul and from I both Sphinxes, had whitelist yeah. for the initial mint from holding the Sphinxes. Oh, yeah. And I had, I'm not sure if it was a combination of a busy day and a little bit of mint day FUD. Mm. I chose not to mint. Oh, that Do mint day FUD, man. Yes. That mint day FUD. Could, could you tell us a little more? If, if you remember, um, I'm totally trying to remember what the heck it was, but... I don't even know. I think it was just a, I think it's just one person may have started a FUD and then it, it's a classic FUD train. It's people don't even know why they're yeah, FUDing. Yeah. They're just FUDing, you know? It spreads um, like wildfire. Yeah, it was, uh, it wasn't concerning to me, but you know, it's kind of crazy seeing, you know, one Solana monkey business member saying, yeah, you know, don't mint, uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, Monkey Labs because I heard it was a soft rug, and then all the monkeys are like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, it's a soft rug. We're we're so out. We're not doing it." First of all, how would if I wanted a soft rug, why would I start a launch pad? How, how do you soft rug a launch pad? Why wouldn't I just do a balloons fill? I just it, it was kind of wild to to see, and uh, also just you know, it worked out, and I'm I'm happy that people realize now that we're not a soft rug, but that's just the, how FUD works. FUD is dangerous, man. FUD, FUD is super, is, and, and it's in every project. I've noticed it's like, it's a downright tactic, right? People want to like sweep the floor of projects they believe in, so they'll get in there and FUD it so they can bring the price mm -hmm. down. It's disgusting. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, you have to see how much FUD we get from, you know, hey, be careful of this project on your upcoming launch page because it's a rug. And uh, I would respond or someone from the team would respond, okay, why is it a rug? And they go, ah, I don't know. He didn't answer. Like the dev didn't answer one of our messages <laughs> for like two hours. And he's on Australian time. So c considering that he's on Australian time, he should be up at this time. And uh, I, I say like, okay, um, thanks for the info. We're still going to launch them. Yeah, this that's not enough you right know. there. No. It's rare that I get something like that really is worth, you know, you know FUD that's really worth... Uh, taking a second look into because most of it is just baseless. I wouldn't be surprised if you got like cross project competition. Oh my goodness. And rumors. Oh, <laughs> like there's launch labs. Similar. Uh, yeah. Did you see launch labs was fighting us for sure. I don't know if you guys know what project that is. I don't really know much about them and I don't know, you know, I can't speak to how legit they are. They could be super legit. They could be not legit at all. I don't know. I haven't, I, I really haven't had the time. I've been so busy to look into them. Um, but they showed up, I think a week after we showed up, uh, on Solana and offering, you know, very, very similar, um, roadmap and, and just ideas. I mean, look, if you really want to look into it, if you look at our first tweet and you look at their first tweet, it's a carbon mm. copy. 
Um, oh, but, no. but there's, I don't doubt that there's still a working launch, but I doubt that they have, you know, very little experience marketing something and don't, you know, think plagiarism is, uh, is very serious, but you know, they're probably a working launch, but I'm sure they're devs who launched a project. I mean, they launched their own mint, right? So, um, I mean, imitation is the highest form of flattery for sure. You know, that didn't yeah. work in high school for uh... writing papers and just copying pasting. <laughs> <laughs> no, it did. Yeah. Plagiarism <laughs> might've been the word there. Plagiarism but... <laughs> is the highest form of flattery. <laughs> Yeah. I was pretty like upset at first. I was like, how could they just take our tweets? Like, why can't you just change it a little bit? And then I was, I, and then I posted it on our feed uh, on, on Twitter from monkey labs. And I guess I just drew way more attention to them <laughs> and they just had a more successful mint or something. I don't know. No lie. That's the thing, especially as uh, the soul army has grown. I've had to keep an eye on the, the people who are, doing that type of engagement and FUD, Mm -hmm. well, whenever there is, to not interact with it because all you're doing is marketing for them, right? you know, which kind of comes back to bite you in the butt. But, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's cool to see that other people are seeing the success and trying to cash in on that it's almost like a derivative and yeah, i'm that, not trying to smash no that's the, the same that's exactly team. what it is it's, it's really cool I'm, I'm i'm grateful we have a derivative every good project has a derivative i'm happy we have a derivative launch pad well it's not you know it's a little disrespectful to launch labs look i, I seriously don't know how how smooth it is and, and what they're doing but it feels like a derivative Honestly, right you uh you get to the point where if you haven't heard of a project these days mm-hmm probably not relevant yet right and then this is in no way to bash projects but the the ones that have are clearly innovating and doing it properly you hear about them people talk about them word spreads like wildfire yeah so i say in the words of uh cypress hill hate is gonna hate i say you're not gonna please everyone (laughs) in this space but you're doing a doing a damn good job of what you are doing and not letting any of that kind of mindless mitigation of your value influence the steps you're taking to build monkey labs and all you guys have going on i i actually can't believe that you just did a cypress hill reference when i was holding myself back from (laughs) referring to an interview i saw with eminem the other day where he was talking about machine gun kelly and said uh how do i like destroy this man's career without making him bigger you know it's like what i I mean it wasn't that's not word for word so don't come after me eminem but you know <laughs> oh wow solana's dumping right now guys i oh. just checked my wallet i saw the red <laughs> i closed my wallet hey it just means nft season's going on a little longer yes sir awesome. this is actually speaking of when solana dumps you know it's the perfect time to go and pick up your your blue chips before they there you go yeah, I'm straight. Well, I, I'm curious to see, you know, if we saw a massive spike in Solana, just go from like 105 to 150. Are NFTs going to correct the opposite way too? Probably. I right? mean, you know, as bad as it sounds, they are so tied to the dollar. Yeah, apparently. yeah. It, it like, shows in yeah. the past that it probably would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see the day where it is one Solana is one Solana, but right now it is heavy towards one Solana is hundred some us yeah whatever maybe i think that's a testament of a a lot of retail money being in the space yeah true that 100 percent 
We'll say though. Anybody kind of have any like last questions though for uh, technician here? Like we've kept you for quite a bit of time now, so I don't want to keep you too too long. No. Honestly, I just checked the timer. Saw we passed thirty minutes, and I am beyond satisfied with everything we've asked, discussed, and talked about so far. Like I, I think th- this was a top notch session. So thank I, I you do have one. I was a little nervous at the beginning. I'm happy, I'm happy you guys liked it. Um, is it a thirty minute podcast? Is that normally we just sort of aim at that? Like we're kind of just learning it, yeah. like not learning it, but we're sort of just getting the swing of things here. It's it's pretty new, so thirty is kind of like what we're aiming at, yeah, but yeah. for like a segment, but. I do have one final question, um, and I'm I'm planning on asking sure. every single guest this question. Um, what is, and, and and forgive me, it may sound silly, but it's pretty important to me. What is your favorite sandwich? <laughs> I like roast oh, beef. Oh yeah, man! I'm a roast beef. You get okay, give me a slap of roast beef. Full full <laughs> veggie selection. Okay, oh. we got tomatoes, oh, and onion, the cool. lettuce, right? And then obviously a spicy mayo. Okay. okay. It's got to be course. oily too. Like I, I want my sandwich to okay. drip in oil. And then, okay, hit me with the uh, with the Monterey Jack. Oh, my man. Okay, so Ooh, are you toasting? Are we, are you... Of course. Oh, my oh, man. Oh, yeah. But but not before the veggies. That wasn't in any particular order. Obviously, you want to toast the meat, cheese, bread. That's it. Then put everything else on. I'm yeah, I was just so going to say, I'm honestly <laughs> just thinking. You know so he's got the now. George Foreman grill. He's got a George Foreman grill heating two feet to his Dude, left on his kitchen this, top the right The Soul Army house we're going to be eating after every podcast. We don't have oh, Subway in Canada. Yeah, our, our guest suggestions. Wait. The... No. We definitely have <laughs> Subway in Canada. <laughs> you have three Canadians here, my friend. I'm just fucking <laughs> out. Oh. Well, I was going to say. <laughs> no, worries, right. man. no worries, Oh, yeah. That was, yeah. Dude, y'all we'll me. Jesus. We have a sandwich party. Yeah, no, for I sure. have a question Much for you guys, though. I, I want to learn more about the Soul Army. Maybe maybe after Heck the podcast. Yeah, yeah you'll, you'll have to. Well, we'll have a podcast episode coming up next week for it because we're doing the, some pretty big overhaul. But, cool. you know, we as we we're going through this podcast we just had our record sale of 80 soul which is ridiculous so wait what are you selling nice to see I, i'm sorry I, I i've been so focused on my clubs I, I really no no way um so what we did is built this community of underdogs just incredible people spreading good vibes and i went through and i handpicked uh, about 450 of them and then we airdropped each one of them this uh pass so it's on Magic Eden right now. It's the yeah, uh, see, fourth highest crazy. collection floor. Um, <laughs> but it was a free airdrop to uh, to everyone. And yeah, just to see the the recognition we're getting. A lot of people think it's just an alpha group, but those on the inside know. How do I get on the inside? Well, you got to get a pass. It's part of the DAO. Oh, I feel you. Yes, sir. No, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty cool. We have our big announcement coming this weekend, so you'll have to you'll have to see what we're we're bringing into action over this next year that's awesome i'm probably gonna pick one up. yeah it'll be it'll be pretty wicked we would love to have you we'd uh we'd love to have so you did you in. contact yeah, people you went around contacting people uh like hey you'll get an airdrop how did that work uh actually so we'd slowly built the community we had like a thousand or so people who had just joined through invites who had been following me for quite some time you know listening to my alpha my posts my whatnot um, and then I just ended up picking 555 of them. You know, we didn't do any blue chips, no influencers, no SMBs, no nothing. Nice. So these are people whose wallets were six sold, five sold to begin with. And now they have this asset. Oh, no, a lot have sold, um, which is totally reasonable. But for those hanging on, which is 99% of them right now, they've got this asset that's worth approaching 100 sold. And it's 
that's amazing that's amazing yeah yeah it's pretty cool but i I feel like you came up pretty recently like i'm pretty in tune with what what goes on in solana and i remember i don't know correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like you created a twitter and bought your smb you know maybe within past month is that yeah it's been about a month and a half right but it absolutely explosive yeah you exploded really fast I remember, I remember you <laughs> no had like, complaints. look, uh, you had like uh, 200 followers. I remember seeing, and you were, you chose your general and you're like, I'm starting the soul army. I don't so, even know if you knew what it meant at the time. It was, it was bringing together people and good vibes and we've been able it. to turn it into so much more than that. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a blessing, but love that. It's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, did anyone else have any other questions for, for tech before we wrap this up? No, you, you came through huge. I say yeah, your time beautiful. is just much appreciated. And I say answered everything to a T. Like I think people, like if they were looking at Monkey Labs before it, have a lot of reason to be excited. Holders, I think they're going to love hearing a little more from you. And then those who don't know, now they know. Like it's pretty pretty solid <laughs> place to be after that. Amazing. Yeah. I'll be honest. I think you kind of set the standard for future guests coming on the podcast, so they might really have to show them this one, so they uh, so they know how to. <laughs> I love that reaction. Game. Really? Yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, you, you killed it. <laughs> uh, you, you know, it's like that kind of thing where you do your presentation and you're never sure. You always feel like you did worse than you really did. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That's that's me every time I talk oh, to man. somebody. <laughs> Wait till you listen back to the recording on how this went. I'm not listening back. On <laughs> oh, I, I'm not the kind of person who can just listen back. And I can't even listen. We'll, to a, we'll have to let you know. Then. We'll have to let you know. Yeah, we'll just give you a five star <laughs> rating I, or something. We'll, we'll hit you up with like with yeah, you know you cliff notes, so you don't have to listen back to it. <laughs> Dead. It's hilarious. Well, thank yeah. you so much for coming on, man. Wicked. Well, we appreciate you, Tech. Yeah. Thanks for having thank me, guys. Tech. Yeah, no, thank you so much. Have a great rest of your rest of your day or night, wherever you are. You too. Bye. Peace. So this is where we're gonna have a post roll. Once we have a post roll, so uh, I guess if there's no post roll, then you know that you're you're early. So good on you. So yeah, this is uh, this is Koi with the Soul Army, wishing you guys a wonderful week, and uh, look forward to seeing you next time. <laughs>